This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The bottom of the hour, we will have a special at the ballpark. Gordon, we're going to do answers with Aaron, but I think we're going to do answers with Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have you do some Aaron Judge Right. Tonight. Give Booney a night off, as he did. And now Rizzo, we get to calls a second. Uh, Rizzo was managing tonight, was he? Well, uh, was he managing you know tonight, or is he still in the same role that uh, that Aaron Boone generally is? You know, he's the yeah, manager, he's the but yeah. did he did he meet with like the analytics staff to to see who's going to go no, where? No, no, and no, no, no. Who, whose with, lane it Boone, was to pitch tonight, or was it Boone just completely? The, no, Boone went with the analytics staff and then told Rizzo what he could do. I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, and I think Nestor Cortez was uh, the pitching coach tonight. Yeah, well, look, they, they've clinched, right? You get to have yeah. a little bit of fun. So, Absolutely. yeah, why not? Tori used to do that all the time. Sure. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was surprised that Judge was in the starting lineup tonight. I figured tonight would be a day you give him a day off, you know, let him get fresh. It seemed like mm-hmm. he was struggling a little, pr- pressing a little bit, as Michael yeah. had in the call there about him taking a step out of the batter's box. He never really mm-hmm. does that, set up the call perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, he was in the lineup. He got the job done. I would think tomorrow he's going to get a day off because he's played all these games in a row, but mm-hmm. we shall see. Uh, I'll see you next week at, at, at uh, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Give me, it gets a couple of days. Well, I think he probably, you know, not that it's the biggest deal in the world, but I'm sure he'd like to hit 62, right? Like sure it's nice would. to be tied with Roger Maris, but, mm-hmm. you know, you've I've done all this work. I may as well go just that extra step and, and yeah, hit 62, so... Um, I'm sure he will get some more opportunities, and maybe now that the the big number has been tied, maybe people will pitch to him a little bit more. I hope yes, so. Yes, yeah. But yeah. this is almost perfect training for the postseason because even though the record won't matter or the number won't matter there, I don't see any reason why you still wouldn't be pitching around the American League MVP. You're right about that. There's no question about it. You are correct about that. Let's go back to the phones, talking Jets and Giants with Douglas and Yonkers. What's up, Doug? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, Doug. Hey, so uh, talking about the Jets, uh, it doesn't really seem like the team has much of an identity, and it doesn't seem like they've made any progress from last season. Now, Zach Wilson's going to be back in the lineup this week, and, that you know, within the last – for the next few weeks, excuse me, he's going to need to have some sort of a statement game, kind of like how Trevor Lawrence had out in, uh, in L.A., you know, a very decisive win kind of like a a throw some respect on my name kind of game. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Douglas. Thanks for the phone call. And, and, and it would be, listen, it would be nice if here's where it would be. Look, we want him to do well in all the games, Gordon, but could you imagine? Cause he's a big Aaron Rodgers guy, right? Sure. Could you imagine having a really, really wild game against the green Bay Packers? Yeah, I mean, it would be great for him to have a statement game where he comes out and single-handedly. That's not my expectation. Not single-handedly, but I mean, yeah. just watching them. You know, yeah, in oh control. yeah, you know. Well, look, he he is an individual talent where he makes throws. Even when he was struggling at times last year, he would make individual throws that you're like, wow, that that's why he was the second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's got to do that on a. It's not about the spectacular plays as much as it is about the consistency, right? Like. When people say about like exercising and getting healthy, it's not about the intensity in which you work out. It's about the consistency in which you do it. 
If you only do it every once in a while and you do it super hard, you're either going to get hurt or it's not going to show you any results. So he has to show you some level of consistency so that the floor of his play is not as low as it was last year because the floor was like the sub-basement at times. He looked overwhelmed, and he cannot be that guy at any point this year. That's the one thing I would say. He can't do that. Now, I don't know that he has to be uh, lifting you up and, and, and carrying you to wins or carrying you to comebacks or anything like that, but you have to see, okay, I can envision what he looks like in another year in this system as we move I want to see progress from him, and I think the progress has to start at a – the lowest level can be he struggles some, but he can't be what he was like last year where it seemed like he really didn't have a good grasp of the offense. Now, what did he have in his last six games? I heard it recently, Gordon, what was it, five touchdowns and one pick? I think yeah. it was something like that over his last six games. So if if you give me – Gordon, I would I – would, if I'm a Jet fan, I would take a five-to-one – TD to oh, turnover ratio sure. every day. That would be, to me, that would be a start. Now, do I need more than five touchdowns in, in six games? Absolutely I do. Okay? so if But if I can get him to a point where, where he and LaFleur are on the same page, right, where almost like I, I'm making him a game manager – Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. The, the running game should still be Priority. the focus of this offense, right? Or it's certainly a far greater focus of this offense. And you want him to make plays here and there to maybe make an electric throw here or there. But it's more about making the consistent throw. And, you know, as they say, be on schedule, be on mm-hmm. schedule. Show me that you can handle that aspect of it before we start expecting you to go out there and start firing the ball all over the place. Yeah. Because you, I, I, you know, I don't want you to do that yet. I, I need, I don't want you to do what you saw Joe Flacco do. I want you to, to stay with the run game and and maybe Gordon they will perhaps. Could it be? To. Could it be that they felt well? You know, he he can see the field a little bit better. He can reckon he being Flacco, can recognize what the defenses are doing. So let's give him a little more leeway in throwing the football. Whatever it was, don't do it with Zach. Whatever the thought process was. Don't do it with Zach Wilson. But for me, Gordon, and we've talked a lot about Zach Wilson, and rightfully so. But for me, Gordon, I really want to see what uh, Salah, Albrecht, the defensive coordinator, and this defense does because they have been really the conversation for this week. The conversation has not really been about Zach Wilson. The conversation has been about the concerns that you're looking at with the Jet coaching staff and two defensive players speaking out about what's not going on. So for me, this would I'm very curious to see how this Jet defense answers the bell. And to further your point, I mean, you could not get to a guy that everybody's been getting to in Joe Burrow last week. You've got to be able to get to, Mike, uh, to Mitch Trubisky at least once or twice in this game. You have to be able to. It's this Mitch is, Trubisky. Exactly. This is, so I'm really – obviously, I want to see what Zach Wilson coming off the injury. Yes. Quarterback, obviously. But I'm very curious to see how this Jet defense is going to play this week. Yeah, it has to be better. Well, let's start with get everybody getting on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. Like no more shouting matches on the sidelines, no more missed coverages where you're leaving Jamar Chase wide open in the end zone. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like it's just basic stuff. It's just it basic is. stuff, man. Uh, and again, the bar is not set all that high no. where you could just have like mediocre 
performance, and that would be an improvement. So um, it would be nice to see this defense. And, and again, another area, right? Defensive line where the Jets have invested yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, what has been the payoff there? Not much. Quinny Williams has been the only one. Quinny Williams has been has been their best player. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. He's been their best player. And once again, uh, the self-inflicted wounds have got to stop. You're not good enough oh. to make them and overcome them and win games. You're not good enough to do that. You're not. No. So stop yourselves. Yeah. Uh, you, you have enough t- t- a tough enough time when you're not making any mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it, sure. it re- you know, it, it might sound like I'm being like, oh, you're you know, you're the Dolphin fan. You're being too hard on the Jets. I sit there every single week and I watch these Jet games and I don't know as Jet fans how you guys do it, mm-hmm. because the, the lack of any progress that you as low as expectations might have been coming into the year. I don't know that there's been a team. Maybe there is that has been their overall performance has been so alarming that it doesn't feel like things are getting better. Yeah. And then you turn on and then jet fans look at a, a, a Miami Buffalo game, right? Right. It's or a jet fans. Look, it's, it's like, it's like triple a <laughs> yeah. you're playing. Like, what are you pl- like? What are we playing? Are we in the national football league? I mean, it, it looks that bad sometimes. It really does, and so and, that that further frustrates you. Yeah, and, and look, you know, I don't know how many games people expected to win with Joe Flacco coming into the season, but it's not about the wins and the losses per se. It's about how it looks. Yeah, it looks yep. even worse than the performance overall. Yeah, yeah. So all the thought about well, if we do this and he stays in there, it's over. It's over. You should hope that you never see Joe Flacco under center again, unless the Jets have such an unbelievable lead that they bring him in. And even then, you shouldn't want to see him. You don't want to see him anymore. You're no, done with him on the center. You want to see Zach Wilson. You want to chronicle him. You want to watch him improve every week, Gordon. You want to see him do something different every week that makes you comfortable, that makes you happy, to say, you know what? Hey, maybe this is our guy. Maybe we finally have our quarterback. That's what you want to see. At the end of this year, that's what you want to say. That's what you want to say. Yeah, and even if it's not a finished product. Right. Even if it's not even if it's not like, oh yes, I know for sure that in five years Zach Wilson is gonna be one of the top five, top ten quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league. But you gotta see you gotta see real signs of progress and not twisting it to make progress. Like the way his year finished last year, yes, it was it was better than the way his year started. But you take a look at the – I mean, that last game – the last game of the year last year was the Buffalo game, right? I yeah. think he threw for like 85 yards in that game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you can twist and turn stats any way you want. Even as good as his close to the season was, Sam Darnold had a far better close to his rookie year. Far more impressive than yeah. Zach Wilson. So you yeah. got to be able to see more tangible – if for no other reason, the way things look right now – there is a very good chance that the Jets are picking in the top five again this year. Yeah, if things don't change. And once again, they're going to blow the coaching staff out, Gordon, because the first thing they're going to say is, look, and, and, and they're going to go and they're going to say, look what happened in Philly. They changed the coaching staff. Wow, look at that quarterback, how he's changed. You mentioned Jacksonville. This is the Trevor Lawrence we thought we were getting when we came out of college at Clemson. This is the guy we thought that we were getting. Look at how he's performing because – We've said it before, Gordon, over and over again. It's the National Football League. Coaching matters. 
Absolutely. Coaching matters. It's a coaching league. Absolutely. You know, you got to find out what your guy can do and get him done. Get him on the right page. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it does seem like it's lined up that way. If they are bad again, that the coach is certainly going to be. If I were Woody Johnson, I would have to have a serious talk to find out why the GM, uh, what his plan is, because he's Mm -hmm. the guy that brought me this coach. He's the guy that brought me this quarterback. He's the guy that has picked these players on this team. Mm -hmm. They've had high picks every single year, multiple picks every single year, and yet I'm still picking in the top five again. There's no way – Coming into this year, the Jets thought that they would look like that. Now, I'm not talking about the record, one and two. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual performance of how the team looks during games because they do not look like they are ready. 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It is high. It is far. I tell you what, those fans that were leaning into that bullpen as that ball slammed in there, they saw that lottery ticket go up in smoke. Um, and congratulations on 62, or 61. 62 is right around the corner. Um, the Jets, I mean, I'm looking at this team. Wilson is going to be playing. It's almost like it's his rookie season over again, starting game four this year. Uh, what Jet fans want is Wilson to Wilson in the end zone two or three times. They'll be happy. They want to see him play good. But Jet fans, listen, let's throw meat to, red meat to the Lions. They want W's in the W column now. They don't want talk, talk about the future and, and what's going to happen 10 years from now. Uh, the Jet fans want wins, and this is what I personally believe. I know you guys aren't agree with me, but Rex Ryan near the end and, and Todd Bowles set, set this franchise back 10 years the way they coached in the last, his Bowles' whole regime there, yeah, and Rex near the end. And I think I wouldn't put my money on Tampa Bay with Todd Bowles as the head coach. I know I know Brady's going to run the whole darn offense, but somewhere along the line, Bowles is going to fall asleep, and it's going to cost them the Bucks. Any right, follow-ups, th- guys? Yeah, thanks for the phone. For, thanks for the phone call, Butch. I will say this, and covered the Jets during Todd Bowles' time here, Gordon. His first year, it was frustrating because that team was unable to beat Rex Ryan, and it cost them a playoff spot. They won what ten games and didn't get yeah, in. Yeah, didn't get in. Okay, so I mean, how many Jet teams have won ten games since then? None. <laughs> Some teams haven't <laughs> won ten have games in years. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Combined years, I haven't made yeah. ten games. And he was able, Bowles was able to get five wins out of a team that people said wasn't good enough. To, they thought they were going to be winless. Right. All right. So he didn't have a lot of talent. Rex in his last year suffered from the fact that what the front office did was they front loaded those folks, Gordon. So they sold their soul to get, you know, to get the, the, the Tomlinson's and the, and the veteran players that they got. And so that's what cost them. So you have to pay on the back end of that Gordon. And that's what they did. Yeah. And then to they me, paid. it wasn't so much about Rex and, and, um, and Bowles. Todd Bowles. It was about mm-hmm. McCagnan McCagn and Idzik. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not necessarily in that order. But, uh, I mean, you just take a look at – go back and look at their drafts. I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, Idzik had a draft. I think he had, like, 14 guys. And, like, right. two years into it, like, two Hold guys on. were left in the NFL. Yeah. You can't, you can't operate that way. That's why the Jets are still digging out of the hole because they've just had such bad, poorly run drafts for very long. And, and look um, – 
you'd have to say that that Joe Douglas has done a better job in the draft. I, mm-hmm. I heard this year he won the draft. He did all this stuff in the draft. It's about seeing some results. And I'm not even asking for for wins for per, per se. Mm-hmm. I think you have to win six games. I've said that before. Sure. But right now, let's just see some progress. Yeah. I, I I'd sign for some progress. I would sign for, hey, let's go out and have a drive to start the game where we score a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would be a change. You wouldn't know what to do with it. You'd be sitting like, wait a second, what game is this? I didn't expect this. But every week, it, it looks like they're so flat. Hopefully, Wilson yeah. being back in there now will give them some spark. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so, man, because it can get late early, and it's it already can. getting late on Robert Salo. You can see that. You can see that all over the you place. You hear it. Yeah, you absolutely. You hear it. The, the, the drum is being beaten, Gordon. Absolutely. It's, and it's on the side, you know, to, to have fights on the sidelines and arguments on the side. Like, that happens. But when it looks as bad as the Jets look right now. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want. No, it is not. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? You know, Joe Flacco was like Vinny Testaverde. You get the right coach around him, and he would have been okay. That's all. He doesn't have the right coach. Him uh, Throwing the ball 100 times, it's not going to work. Uh, and you know, fellas, Judge is going to be the first player in baseball history to win the Triple Crown, but he's not going to win the Triple Crown in his own city. Oh, and yeah, because of uh, Alonzo's going to have more RBIs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. He's got time fellas, to catch up. Larry, one more. I, 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 you had a guy on this afternoon, Jeff Passan, talking about the Yankee season. Mm-hmm. And he said something what a lot of people are saying, but they're co- incorrect. He's saying the Yankee season, what is it? Like the beginning of the year? Or like with that awful stretch? And he says right. somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. But the Yankees haven't had two seasons, they've had three seasons. They started 61 and 23. Mm hmm. Playing seven twenty six ball, sixty one right. and twenty three. Mm-hmm. Then they went to twelve and twenty seven. That's three zero one ball. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing twenty three and nine, and that's seven eighteen. So I think the most amazing thing of their three seasons is the recovery and this section, and this is the most important section, the seven eighteen. They're twenty three and nine now. If they continue with this pace. They may be better than at the uh, blazing pace that they were playing in the beginning of the year. And that's what you want leading into the playoffs. And I think out of the three seasons they've had, this is the most amazing, the recovery. Because let's face it, Larry, Gordon, you guys were taking calls when they were 12 and 27. Nobody ever pictured this, that they would revert back to the form that they had in the beginning of the year. And this is a pretty good stretch. Not like this, Richard. Thanks for the pleasure. Thank you, Gordon. No problem. It's it's not like this because we were, you know, I thought they possibly, Gordon at least could get back on the track with some some of the guys returning. But even when some of the guys returned, they weren't doing well. No, they weren't. Look, they're they're playing better now. Let's hope that this continues and let's hope that it's not a fourth season where they get into the (laughs) playoffs and it looks like it did in that second season. A lot of seasons there. Gordon, I have somebody who wants to speak to you. Uh Uh-oh. Eli in Washington. Oh, uh, what? He this, but the Yankees won tonight. Eli, what are you gonna complain about tonight? Yes, ninety nine. Is, is this is this because Aaron Boone didn't manage baby. the team tonight? Yeah, ninety nine. Listen, it, 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 listen, Aaron Boone didn't even coach. They, that's right. Like I thought that's why you were calling. <laughs> hey, if we got Aaron Boone out of there. Look how great we'd be. 
Yeah, right? Like, we got uh, Rizzo coaches and uh, Judge Hinstow. Uh, Player manager, right. <laughs> Listen, man, it was a, that was a, a great – this is a, a magical season. You were right. But it was just a magical season for one player. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Judge, I'm telling you, carried this team. And I can't believe that it was one point where people were, were comparing him and uh, the guy from the Mets. What was his name? Uh, the Bear? Pete Alonso? Yeah. Well, they were comparing both of them. I guess we won on that uh, on that uh, on that race, but uh, anyway, listen, the, listen. When it comes to the Jets, let me just tell you one thing: mm-hmm. that there was one draft pick that they did really well on, and that kid, the Sauce Gardner, that guy. I'm telling you, he's gonna be he's gonna be another Revis Island because uh, he look Chase is a is a spectacular wide receiver, and for most of the game. By himself, he guarded him one on one. So it's that I think that's the only pick, and I'm a Giants fan, and that's I think the only pick that the Jets really hit on. And for my Giants, that's a problem. That's not good. (laughs) If that's the only one they hit on, yeah. Well, I hope they hit on him. He was the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, I'm telling you, kid. What do you guys think about this? Uh, kid? Lo- I mean, he looks he looks great. I mean, he, he looks really good, Eli. Thanks yeah, for the call. He looks he looks great so far. Uh, it hasn't really made much uh, that much of an impact, uh, unfortunately. And you know, it, you better hope he uh, when you when you're the fourth pick in the draft, you're supposed to be really really good. Maybe not this early, but the Jets had two other picks in the first round, so we we need to see some production out of them as well. They've had a lot of the, – the, the problem has not been a lack of draft picks. They've had a ton of draft picks here the last three years, but it seems like every year they're picking in the top five again. Yeah, it does. It really does. When we return, Gordon, we're going to hear from Aaron Judge. Big number 99. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The 3-2. Drill deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history. And now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs. The most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. You know, you know, like I said, you know, getting a chance to be connected with a baseball legend and, you know, a great family is, it's, I, I, can't, I can't even describe it right now. You know, it's just so, such an honor, you know, the, what Maris, you know, did in this game, you know, how he played the game, you know, what type of person he was. Getting to be linked with him forever is, you know, a moment that I definitely will never forget and, you know, I'll definitely cherish it. But, you know, having my mom here uh, supporting is, she's been with me through it all. You know, that's, that's for sure from the Little League days, you know, from, um, you know, getting me ready for school, you know, taking me to my first couple practices and games and, you know, being there in my first professional game, being there in my debut, and then, you know, now getting a chance to be here for this. This is uh, this is something special, but, you know, we're not done yet, so we'll have a couple more fun ones, that's for sure. Special edition of ESPN New York Tonight's Baseball Tonight segment where we take you to the ballpark. Hardesty and Damer until midnight, then it's Freddie and Fitz here on 98.7 ESPN. And, Gordon, this is a special edition, so it's, it's really the Aaron Judge Show. That's been the story of the baseball season, right? So it's fitting that tonight, on the night he hit 61, finally, we've been waiting and waiting. He finally gets something to hit, and he does. He puts it over the wall, and we have a little history. 
Aaron Judge hit 61 in 155 games. Roger Maris in 163. Here's Judge on his record tying at bat. You know, we'll start off with Hicks in front of me. You know, I'm working a great at bat, getting on base. And, you know, the inning before, the Blue Jays put three runs to tie the game, you know. So I was just trying to go up there and, you know, try to start a rally, get something going, you know. And you know, luckily I was able to battle off a couple tough pitches and finally got one, you know, not over the heart of the plate and he was able to put a good swing on it. What went through your mind during uh, round your rounding the bases after 61? Well, I was hoping it got over the fence. I didn't know at first. You know, I didn't want to be standing at home plate when it hits the wall. And it's an incredible honor. And, you know, there was, there was a lot of emotions. You know, it took me a little longer than I wanted to. But, you know, getting a chance to add two runs to the board. You know, how about Gary get, a, get another win? You know, it's, this is something pretty special. Gordon, I think, and we've talked about it, and some people say, oh, yeah, you guys are so corny. But, Gordon, we're talking about his 61st home run, a record-tying home run. Baseball is all about records and history, right? And while he's talking about what went through his mind rounding around the bases, he's talking about the two runs that helped Gary Cole win the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> uh, it's fitting that his hit, his home run, gave the Yankees a lead because baseball is not a sport you can be carried by one guy, but as close as you can get to being carried by one guy, Aaron Judge has carried the Yankees for a good stretch of this season. So it was fitting that he was able to. And how about uh, Roger Maris? uh, uh Jr. saying that he considers that Aaron Judge is the, the, the real home run champ. That's right. Wow. So much for his hugging McGuire some years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, you know, at the time he thought he thought one thing and it turned yeah. out to be something completely different. It did. And we also found out that Sammy Sosa wasn't taking vitamins in the club. No, he was not. Those were not Flintstones chewables. As delicious as those Flintstones chewables were back in the day, those were not. Those were no Dinos, I'll tell you that right now. There's no question about it. There might have been Bam Bams, but yeah, they weren't there were some Dinos. Bam Bams in there for sure. Aaron Judge, and this is a question, Gordon, everybody wants to know. Why did you step out of the batter's box on the pitch before the home run? Oh, well, I fouled a pitch off, and I actually liked the way the swing felt. So I was kind of like, hey, like, I tried to soak in the moment about what that swing felt like, what the what the moment felt like, so I could try to go out there and repeat it again, and it, it worked out. So let's go back now. You're rounding the bases, Aaron, and you come up at the end. You step on home plate, and there's your teammates congratulating him. How'd that feel? That was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting it. You know, you never know what's going to happen, what, what the guys are going to do, but... You know, seeing the love from my teammates, you know, who I, you know, show up to work every single day to, you know, I do what I do for them, you know, and being able to share that moment with them and, you know, do it up here in a win, it's uh, it's tough to describe right now. So, Gordon, what do they think? They will give him the silent treatment? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not the time that you give him the silent treatment. And, and as soon as he hit it, they had a shot of the dugout. I mean, everybody was up on their feet and and uh, super happy for Aaron Judge to do what he did. And uh, I'm sure it's a load off of him, so yeah. – who knows? Maybe he hits a couple more here the next couple of days. You never know. Well, listen, what, what did Barry tell Michael and, um, and A-Rod? 61 is the hardest. Once you get past that, it gets a little easier. And I thought Ian O'Connor had a very good tweet about Aaron Judge and you know the, the evaluation that he got from a lot of scouts mm-hmm. when he was in high school. You know, this, this guy's nothing special. He's, you know, he's a big guy, but he can't really play. Uh, I don't remember the exact quotes, but, you know, it just is a, a lesson to, to young athletes that, you know, believe in yourself. I mean, if there's ever been a greater example of believe in yourself and bet on yourself, Aaron Judge has been that this year. 
No doubt about it. No question about it. Here's Aaron Judge on his family's support, especially this season. Oh, it's been incredible. You know, I'm nothing without my family. You know, they, they mean the world to me. You know, they're the reason why I'm here, the reason why I'm the person that I am. And, you know, getting to share this, you know, moment with my mom and also trying to give a, a little nod to, you know, Roger Merritt Jr. It was uh, means a lot that he, he shows up here too and looking forward to taking it back home. So what are they going to do now, Gordon? They, they, they have to go to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're going to go back to regular life. Yeah. It's going to be boring not traveling the world. Well, you know, after a while, you know, like a vacation, you know, it's nice to go away, but it's nice to come home every once in a while, too. I guess so. I know, but, you know, it's a little different. It's a little different. You know, traveling the world, a little little international action, a little, you know, a little cuisine north of the border. Well, I mean, his mom, I'm sure, can still... Yeah, I don't know what her work situation is, but I'm sure she, you know, with the contract her son is going to be making here before too long. We'll have to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She'll be be flying private. It's not going to be, uh, you know... No questions about yeah, that. She's not going to be no a coach. About that. No, coach no, in the middle no. seat? I don't think so. No, no. She's got two propellers in her future. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's have a special edition of Answers with Aaron. So we're going to switch Aaron's on you tonight, Gordon. All right. We're going to – this is just for fun. You don't have to be perfect like you are with Answers with Aaron Boone. I've been slumping lately. Well, you know, I, I think but, – but tomorrow you'll get back on track because he's on with the K-Show. And so that will give yes. you – you'll get you a chance to get back Absolutely. rolling again. Need it, yep. All right, so Aaron Judge was asked, were you able to stay calm in the batter's box? Were you able to stay calm in the batter's box? Uh, I'm, you know, I think he's going to take the, the path of, of, of his manager and say, you know, it's just about staying within yourself in that moment, not trying to do too much, not about expanding the zone. When he hit it, I'm sure that there were some, some butterflies, but it's all about staying in the moment and staying cool in that moment. Something along that, those lines. Aaron Judge, were you able to stay calm in the batter's box? Yeah, you know, we're, I'm, I'm playing a kid's game. I, I love this. I love these moments, and especially a moment like that where it's a 3-3 game. You got a chance to, you know, get get a guy in scoring position or drive a guy in. You know, that's those are the moments you live for. So I was just trying to soak it in and just go out there and do my job. There you go. Aaron yeah, Judge. Didn't nail it. No, but you don't, you don't have to. Barely over the wall, you know. Yeah, well, just like the home run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it counts. That's the main thing. Yankees roll. They went 8-3, so they now just sit back. Uh, the only negative for me, and we touched on it earlier, was the fact that they had a 3 nothing lead and Gary Cole couldn't hold it again. And the other thing was the concern about Zach Britton, who came in, walked three batters, but on the positive, other than Judge, hits from a couple of hits from Aaron Hicks. And Gordon, around this Chapman looked good in the ninth inning. I was on the Met game by that point, so I did not go back and look. But, two strikeout, uh, two strikeouts, both looking. Oh, boy. And a bounce back to the mound. To me, that's a negative. I, you rely on this guy in big spots in the postseason. You know what you're going to get. Uh, he has does not have that track record. I know that the Yankees don't have a lot of things locked in in that bullpen right now. The bullpen has certainly not been locked down, but I would be leery of trusting him in any kind of big spot come the postseason. The Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they they got it done, Larry. Yeah, they they did it. They took them extra innings, but they found a way to beat Miami 5-4. This on a night where Washington did them a favor and beat Atlanta 3-2, both in 10 innings. So the Mets now will get ready to head into Atlanta. As of right now, it may be someplace else, but we'll see what happens. And Gordon, right now the pitching 
line that I gave you last night, the rotation has been changed. Yes, I saw Jacob that. Jacob DeGrom will start the series on Friday. Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer Saturday, Chris Bassett Sunday night in a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, and I will follow that game, Gordon. Nice. And God only knows what condition oh, I'll be in. Oh, that is going to be must-listen radio. <laughs> you know, between the – but, you know, but the Jets in the afternoon and, oh. and the Mets at night, oh, my God. Who, <laughs> what will I be talking to? What yeah. frame of mind will I it be could, in? It could really go wrong. <laughs> uh, and not that I'm rooting for it, but it would be fascinating. <laughs> I might be only talking Jets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we look forward to that. That's our special edition of Baseball Tonight on ESPN New York Tonight.